Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And this morning in studio with us, we have two very important referees, Robert Fenn and, and David Burkett. David, how are you this morning? And Robert? Good morning, good morning. Can't complain, uh, won't complain. All right. And Robert, you are the uh, currently the president of the Ohio Eastern Basketball Officials Association. That's true, that's true. This is my uh, uh, current year as the Eastern Ohio Basketball Officials Association. Uh, right here in Canton, uh, that association covers... A multitude of uh, of officials throughout Stark County. Now you're now. How is it going with getting officials to do games? Is it is it a struggle? Yeah, there has been a uh, lessening of the numbers in terms of individuals um, looking to officiate, um, but those who are in it are committed and they enjoy it and they love it, and so that's why we're here today to kind of speak about recruiting, getting those uh, who are in the stands who believe that they can be just as good as those that they're seeing on the field or the court to come on out and uh, take an opportunity to to learn the craft and and most importantly to be there for the kids Uh, because we know that the kids um, are practicing, you know, whether it's dribbling that ball all day and your mom and dad are upset and you say, all right, there's that anticipation to see a good game. And we want to make sure that those who are involved, we bring our professionalism um, to the craft and um, make sure that the kids have a great experience. So what would you say, do you think it's changed now, uh, you know, today as compared to 10, 15, 20 years ago when kids are playing sports? In terms of what? In terms of um, uh, how the athletes behave on the court and how the parents are in the stands. I definitely can um, say that there definitely has been a change. Um, I also being a parent, um, and and I think one of the things that brings about it, uh, I'll just use basketball as an example. Everyone can see basketball. You can go to your local neighborhood, and there's basketball there. You watch it on TV. And then, unfortunately, because of it being so accessible, people think, because I can do it, I put my hand on a ball, I push it down, it comes back up, I push it, it goes to a hole, that must mean I understand basketball. Right. Um, but basketball itself, there are rules and the regulations that go with that. And then so sometimes um, individuals act out of that, out of that, well, I'm going to use the word as ignorance, to not knowing the rules. So yes, there are some changes in terms of how people react um, to the sport. Um, and Dave, you can uh, respond to that, uh, being a former AD yourself. Yes. David, yeah, what? I think I think definitely it's changed. I think the social media piece has unfortunately um, given given people the opportunity to either watch more basketball, see more basketball, see things when they don't go well. Um, and again, I think there's been more opportunity for kids to be involved in any sport. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we've we've got kids, middle school kids, high school kids that are mm-hmm. playing something all year round. You know, back in the day, that never was really the case. Yeah, even even with AAU and basketball. You know, years ago in AAU, I hope this sounds polite, but you really were the big man, the big Yeah, lady, you're, you're you the know, best one. Yeah, you're the best right? of the best. And now AAU has opened up to a lot more individuals to being able to participate. And so the skill set may not be as strong. So I therefore, see. you can get, you know, a different 
type of play, a different style of refing, a different style, you know, of parenting as well. Right. <laughs> so so the, money's so the involved, intensity, too, it changes it. Yeah, so it's like they're trying to get more involved because it's become more like a business. And when you get more people, players involved, some might not reach the same caliber yeah, as yeah. others. I guarantee you, if all four of us were to go play uh, the Dream Team, you're not going to have the same result. Right, <laughs> right. I, de- I definitely think, back to your question about shortage of officials, I, I definitely think there is. Um, I'm also, as an athletic director for 29 years, and then now I'm helping out the uh, Principals Athletic Conference in hiring middle school officials. Um, you know, first of all, the number of officials available are, are less. And you really have experienced guys that maybe are getting at that age that it, it, it's physically. Yeah, because there's a lot on that of running. I think, right. I think the average age of an OHSAA official in the state of Ohio is like 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's why I think it's, it's important for Robert and I to be here just to, you know, we're trying to recruit. There are things that are happening in our schools. I'm presently teaching a class at high school, at Tussle High School, to to have kids that want to maybe have an interest in it. So, uh, And I know Jackson also does it too, and I think there's some other schools in the area that are offering classes for these these high school kids to give them something to look at and think about. Because about. you can only play the sport for so long, and you <laughs> right. can maybe even coach the sport for so long. Right. It, it's good. To me, it's a, it's a pay forward to give kids, get back to the kids that you – you know, you enjoy it and you want to be around kids. And we mentioned here on the break, you know, it's it all depends on what you're seeing through your glasses. Each each person Everybody's sees things perception differently. And, yes. and expectations so, are different. So, you know, when grandma's there watching her grandson play, mm-hmm. that's all she sees. She doesn't see the big picture. And uh, that's, that's, I know, what one of the things we're trying to do, just trying to make people realize it's it's not as easy as it thinks. Like, Robert mm-hmm. and I couldn't come in and run this show. right. But we're not going to sit here and degrade you right. or yell at you if something goes wrong. I mean, it's or just criticize us, right? Things, things, <laughs> things are going to happen, right? So. What would you say, uh, Robert? What would you say are the top three skills that somebody would have to have in order to be a referee? Mm, I would say top three, if I could put up, uh, communication skills are very important. When I say communication skills, your interpersonal skills. Um, of course, there are going to be individuals. Not everyone. Um, I would like to think that I'm quite sure the radio show too. But not everyone is listening to us today, right? And so not everyone's going to be able to get that inside information. And so to understand that there's opportunities that you need to have the skill set of listening, knowing how to communicate with different people. Um, I have never been, well, I've been a a coach for small, but even the coaching perspective, they have to uh, educate students who see them differently. There's old school style of coaching, you know, uh, rest in peace, Bob Knight just passed away. That type of coaching may not uh, fly well today, right? right, right? right, right. <laughs> you know, so you need to be able to, as a, an official, have good communication skills. I'm going to encourage you to. There's a the amount of being in shape. You have to be. You got to be in shape yeah. if um, you're going to do basketball. If you're or... do basketball, you got to be able to run. And in my opinion, uh, the kids get they stay the same. There's always a 15, 16 year old. We're getting older, right? <laughs> for each one right. of those for those uh, games. Um, and I'll say another a skill set. Um, the, the willingness and the desire to get better. Um, each time you make a call, you're judged right then and there. Your mind has to be able to say, I made the call based upon the rules and how I saw it. And if it was not as a great of a call as I wanted to, how do you adjust? 
How right. do you make sure that you manage the game in an appropriate manner? So, like, if you made a bad call mm-hmm. and and you gave points to a team, have you ever thought, oh, gosh, now i got to make it up to the other team? Never make it up. Ne- never make it up in terms of, well, now i got to go and totally balance. I need to make sure I do not make that same mistake, right? And then, for myself, I need to see that if I do get an opportunity to ensure that the team that may not have got the benefit of my last call, I need to make sure I'm there. That other team steps out of bounds, I need to make sure that I'm there to make sure they don't get gypped, if you will, right. again. So, no, never making up a call. You hear that all the time. Um, <laughs> right. To me, that's kind of showing you're being not partial, you know. Uh, so, no. Right. Right. You can't, you can't, you can't uh, start, uh, you know, adjusting the scale, so to speak. Right. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. Now, David, what would you, when you're looking for a new referee or you're training people, what are, what are certain qualities that you look for? Well, they first have to want to be there and want to do it. <laughs> Hopefully they have an interest or they wouldn't be in the class or they wouldn't take the class. Um, secondly, I know yesterday we were in the gym and we're, we're, again, these students are high school kids and we're trying to referee a three-on-three game and I've got two students there that have a whistle and they're you know I'm just trying to talk to them I'm in their ear about positioning you know what they're looking at uh, those kind of things so you know as an assigner now I look for somebody like Robert said that's gonna be there because they want to be there they want to communicate with kids they're they're there for the right reason Mm -hmm. and and the best game that we can have as an official is to go do our best that we can do and walk away knowing that you gave your best effort. Because, like Robert said, when you blow that whistle, 50% of the people are not happy. <laughs> right. 50% are. Right. So, uh, and it's just, it's just what it's, you it see. Goes, that goes in the territory. You're going to be criticized. And, yes. and, and, and things can go so well, and we try to tell our younger officials, you know, you, you, you've done, you think you're in your mind you've done a great job, and there's 20 seconds left, and, and let's say there's, not even a close game. It's maybe seven or eight points. Mm-hmm. And then something happens at the end where you either maybe lost focus or something happens. And then, unfortunately, if you really care about it, that's going to affect you more than the 95% <laughs> of the thing that you did right. well for yes. the day. Yes. Right. And people don't understand that. It's like anything else. It's a job, and, and we want to do the best we can do all the time. So it's and, and I really think the best feeling that I get from it is when I walk off the court or get in my car, and the, nobody maybe knew we were there. You know, right. it was a good game, well-played game. You know, you can look up at the score scoreboard, but we don't really care who wins. We, 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 people think <laughs> think we do. We don't. We just, like Robert said, we, we need to know the rules. So I think that's another important mm-hmm. thing. And, and you need to be confident in your call. And the game isn't about us. It's about the kids. Right. What about um, what about when you have instant replay? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, and it, you don't really see it in, in high school, um, but you know that throws another new dimension into refereeing. Like you know, that's that that second judgment. Yeah, and yes. when you're looking at it, I'm thinking they're slowing it down. How do you how do you learn to make that call just at a moment's notice? Uh, you know, yes. just instantaneously. You can answer that when we come back. We got to take a break. <laughs> They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. 
It's Saturday morning. This is David Held, and you're listening to News Talk 1480 WHBC. And in the studio with us, we have David Burkett, who's the uh, former AD at Tusla and uh, and now working to train and recruit referees for the Basketball Association. And then we have Robert Fenn, who is presently the Eastern uh, Basketball Officials Association president. And, uh, fellas, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for Appreciate having us. It. It's so, very important. Thank you. <laughs> so there's a lot of, um, so Robert, when you look at, uh, being a referee today, mm. um, what would you think is probably the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge. Uh, as today as compared to 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 well, years ago. Um, of course I was officiating at that time, 10 years ago. Um, it, the social media as Dave had mentioned is part of it. Um, and even if you go to a youth game, um, sometimes the parents may not understand that not only is the coach trying to give them the play, the other players are saying, give me the ball. Then the parent is yelling, hey, throw the ball, keep the ball in, right? All of that pressure on the kid. And I think what is lost is that if you read the um, official's manual, it says basketball or any all sports – is an extension of the school day. So if this action that I was taking as a, a bad mouth person in, in the stands was to d- be displayed inside of the classroom, they kicked me out. Whether I was the official, the coach, or the parent. Right. It can't be acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's part of it. Um, now, in terms of the game itself, the kids are so much faster. I mean, they're getting training. Um, even though, again, we are representing basketball, but you talk to any parent who's doing um, a baseball travel teams and how much expensive that is, and hockey, and volleyball, also officiate volleyball, and just for those kids to go through J.O., um, they're getting so much you know, um, information on how to become better, working out, getting so stronger. So the technique, the technique, the speed, the training, the conditioning, yes. it's a, it just keeps improving, doesn't yes. it? A lot yes. more opportunities out there for kids to do, do stuff. Yeah. Would time. you would you say that it's um, uh, you know recently I was talking to a coach and he was saying and this was in this was in wrestling he was saying that the like the top twenty per- percent are so much better yeah. now that that you have a um, you know the the group that are the best of the best in the high school sports are just way better than they have been historically and then you have the um, you know the other eighty percent that are you know still mm-hmm. good players mm-hmm. but um but there's there's so there's kind of like a, a disequity a little bit as far as the the ability of the players and does that may does that create a problem too um it may create a problem as far as knowing how you're going to manage that game um Dave and I have had games in where we know who the star player is and we know why people came there to see that star player Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be aware of that um, to the phrase that we may use is protect a shooter. That player may be a good three-point shooter. You need to be aware of watching that player from the top of the shot all the way down till they land. Um, that's important. Um, there are players who aren't as good as that number one player, but they're just as important as everyone else, and they're just as skilled as the other group. So... We have to be mindful of that. So, Dave, I don't know if you want yeah. to chime in anything. Well, on that. Dave, yeah, I think, I think you know, we as officials and I think as coaches, we, we want the best players to try to stay on the floor if we can allow that. But we still have to 
mm-hmm. again, abide by the rules. And, and, and I remember a, year, a couple of years ago, uh, Jackson had a really nice player called Kyle Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, very big game. I was fortunate to be on it. I think I was fortunate to be on it. But uh, it was a 10-point game, but I, I ended up calling a foul with like three minutes to go. And there were two Jackson players there, and I called it on Kyle. And then I looked up and saw, well, that was his fifth. Now, there was another guy there. If I would have maybe done my due diligence during a timeout or something and kind of looked, not trying to be unfair, but they both fouled the the offensive player, and I could have kept Kyle in the game. But being the person Kyle is, if you know him, not a problem. And, and, you know, coach didn't have an issue either. But I think that's where you just – I think kids are better, more skilled, but you also have uh, a little bit of out of control play too mm-hmm. on the court. I mean, I, I I sure hope that we never have a shot clock in high school. I, that's my own personal opinion. First of all, the shots that are being taken in today's game at times are questionable. <laughs> and then secondly, I just think if you if you are fundamentally sound and can hold the ball for a really good shot, and that's a that's a positive talent of your team, then that's that you should do that. You should use that. You're saying questionable, meaning that they're taking shots that they shouldn't be taking. Well, you see, you see kids just throw a shot up that probably the coach isn't real happy, and mm-hmm. maybe mom and dad isn't even really happy. Everybody with that wants shot. to be Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and so, so my thought would be, okay, they look up at that clock, and there's five seconds left, and they're maybe standing out by half court, and you're like, oh no, here we go. I mean, this kid's gonna have to throw one up here just just to make sure. So yeah, and there's a balance. I mean, again, we're gonna have to officiate the game no matter what happens. Because the other side of the argument is, some people would say we don't want to come to a game and watch you stall for five minutes right. and not shooting the ball. Yeah. Some people get really upset. Play the game. They call it four <laughs> right. corners. They still call it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Get yep. the ball around. So, yep. but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But that. But what about after the game? Mm-hmm. So let's say the game is over. Does the referee's role or authority stop at the end of the game? Or let's say that you have you know uh, uh, a fight or an argument that breaks out after the game is over with. Mm-hmm. Do the referees still play a role in that? If we're on the if we're on the floor in the confines of the gym and we see what's going on, that's definitely a we're we're responsible until we leave the floor, the playing fl- mm-hmm. field or floor. So you, I, I know we're, we're we're taught to just. You look over at the clock or the scores table quickly, and you know if they're going to stop us, they stop us. But then we want to get off the court mm-hmm. as soon as soon as we can in the field. And you know the basketball thing, we're so close. Right. It's kind of like you were talking about a wrestling official; they're right there. Football, you know, you don't have fans that close to you. You have the sideline and and kids by you, and so it's to me it's a, and it's a little slower game. Right. Um, you know, so soccer's it's really, a little slower too. So it's really up to the coaches. I mean, the the ones who have the authority after the game, if you have or a the administration, administration. Yeah. you know, it's important. You know, it, the administration it's a hard task for them. Um, and Dave again can chime to this part about. It. But ads, not only are they looking at the game, but they're making sure the concession stand is taken care of, the tech, uh, the tickets are taken care of. There's a variety of things, and so the administration, um, those who are uh, making sure that. Everything is running smoothly. They're responsible. So once the coaches, excuse me, the officials leave the court, confines of the court, it's over for us. And we're going okay. back and we're going to debrief what people don't know. We're actually talking about how we manage that game. Why would you make this call? This call was good. This bad. Could we have done better? So we need time to also do that. Now, what about uh, uh, fans? What authority does a, does a ref have to throw 
a fan out of the out of the gym. Like, Again, do you have that? The different hats that I wear, you know, being an administrator, I'm also a coach and a parent and an official. Um, I, I really think it's made me a better person. Um, I have a little bit more thick skin. Um, I don't like turmoil. Who does? But but if I, as an administrator, see a fan that's maybe saying things that maybe are inappropriate or even a student, I would just walk over there nearby. And if he or she says it again, then I'm going to walk over and take care of it. Hopefully, as an official, if I would hear that and I'm near an administrator, we know where they're at. Just go over and say, hey, uh, young man in the so, know, so it's really the, the administrators that, that have that authority. The, yeah. the refs, it's really the players that are on the court and the coach. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't yes. mean that we have officials that won't you know yes. maybe 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 Robert warns an adult and says hey just let's watch the game and let the kids decide and maybe the next time down the floor the parents gonna maybe get into Robert again or one of his partners he can he can yeah you can call toss time him. toss that we can toss, toss that play so it's in context parent. and I need to make sure that we're clear on this as well it's the context because. People will say, I only said this, right? They can simplify anything. <laughs> I'm right. 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 But at that moment, I heard you say, and it was, let's say it was to a player, opposing team, you know, and they talked about their weight there's, or something that you know that's derogatory. Derogatory. Yeah. It did not have a, any place at all. See, it's an extension of the school day. Can you do that in school? Yeah, that, that's, that, that I think yeah. is really interesting is that. You know, reminding people that it's an extension of the school day, so mm-hmm. that so that the school does have authority as as far as the behavior of the. Just try students. to tell parents, anybody that's at the game, or, or even I know students. When I was an athletic director, you know, we're there to support our team, not to sit there and okay, let's what can we say or what chant can we make that's going to be derogatory to the other team or negative. I mean, yeah, you don't want that's to, unfortunately you don't want that happens. And, yeah. and there's the social media piece. You mean, I know I was at Sandy Valley and we ended up building a new building down there and, and uh, the superintendent and I were talking about, okay, where are we going to have kids sit? We mm-hmm. wanted student sections to be on the same side so they wouldn't look across the gym to see each other and then go back and forth with their chance. Oh, I see. So we put them on the same side. So then, you know, they, the just right. just the eye contact you couldn't have that because I tell my students players your 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 friends are hopefully they're they're there to play for you you know that's what you're supposed to do go watch a game and that's mm-hmm. important too um, we can segue it a little bit there the players for the most part has always been a positive experience the kids come out they just want to play yeah that's it they just want to play they want to have a good time and I want to make sure we also say the majority of fans are great. There are fans who actually who are mad that someone else is acting not the way they should. Right. Right. So the majority of people are fine. They're they, coming they want here to fair have a good play, time. and they understand, yes. you know, that you got to handle winning and losing. Yes. With, you know, with class. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And the parents want that, and they're coming out there. You know, um, especially if you go to some smaller communities. Friday night, we're going to the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Saturday, we're going to the game. It's an event. Get my popcorn, and let's just just go. Right. And and that's that's still there. That's what I do love, and that's why we do this game. Is that there is still that passion, that love. We're in Stark County. There are some outstanding players coming out of this, regardless of the sport. Again, we're talking basketball, but Stark County brings about some of the best players, the greatest coaches, greatest officials. You know, I mean, it's here. 
is here. Now, don't get me wrong. I want him back from Akron and say, hey, we're, they're great, too. And <laughs> yes. Cleveland, they're great, too. Right. I'm just saying, in terms of Stark County, um, there's some positiveness out of this area that we need to make sure we also glorify and lift up. Right. Now, th- now also, as a referee, would you say that it's important that um, that – you you come in. You don't fraternize with the crowd. Mm. You're not talking with people before or after the game. You come in and then and then you leave, right? Yeah, I was talking to my students yesterday about this. You know, the best the best uh, advice I give them is you're there to ref the game. You're not there to, you know, shake people catch hands. up with what, yeah. with your right. old buddies. Hey, what's up? You know, or go over. You know, the, the parents have tussle shirts on and you're refing. You know, your cousins or whatever. But uh, no, it's just uh, hugging people in the crowd. Yeah, you know? I mean, <laughs> the best the best thing I told him, I said, just go in there and act like nobody wants to. Nobody, nobody's there to watch you. Like, like as an you're, official. Yeah, you don't know anybody. You're just going yeah. in there to do the job. Yeah, be you a, get out. Be neutrality. Just, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so that, that's um, I'll bring this up in. If someone's looking to be official, um, you can go to uh, the ohsaa um, dot org website. On the right-hand side, this is the word officiating. Click on officiating. Um, there's a drop-down that says become. Um, and then what you have to do is you take the class online. Um, you have to pass a test of 75%. And then it's encouraged that you at least attend one of the um, class sessions on the floor. Um, our Eastern Ohio Basketball Association, we're having a meeting on November 6th at 730 at Perry High School. So you can get that opportunity. As I said, when we started here, there are a lot of people believing that they will be a great official. Not a problem. Um, this is your it's opportunity. A tough, it's a tough job Come to be an official. You've got to be decisive. You've got to be focused. And uh, one last question. How much running? Has anybody put a pedometer on themselves and, and measured, like, how many miles you're running in a game? Um, I, I did that once, and then I just said for myself, I don't care. I run outside of the sport anyway. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone said three, ten miles. You know, probably, probably two to three miles. Two to three miles, yeah. you know, a br- constantly Back running and up forth. and down. Yeah, sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow. And then if you're doing more than one game. That's right. And many of us do more than one game. Um, sometimes on a Saturday you can do two two games. During the week, it's not unheard. You can do four to five Games. That's a lot of running. It's a lot of running. You could be running up to ten miles a day. Yes, on the court, <laughs> back and forth. Robert said, "You know, I, I wanted to mention the one we do have a change. One of the rule changes this year is there's uh, you get to the fifth foul every quarter, then you're shooting two shots. So you're not, uh, you know, you're not uh, getting to seven to shoot one and one. And then after the first quarter's over, you start over with fouls. So you know, people that are running the scoreboard and stuff like that, there's a little bit of a change there. And then parents are gonna." Yeah, have to know that rule also. So you yes. won't ever see a team with 10 fouls in a quarter. You'll just see with five. But at, at foul, I mean, if shooting foul, they're going to shoot. But if it's just a regular foul, then uh, yeah. it's just what's going well, on. Well, gentlemen, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having us. Yes, we have, we have with us uh, David Burkett and Robert Fenn. Um, Robert is president of the Eastern Ohio Basketball Officials Association. And uh, David Burkett is a former Tesla AD and, and also uh, a board member for the Eastern Ohio Basketball Association. Gentlemen, thank you for your service and thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the opportunity. We, we I'm sure the phones it. are going to be calling off the... You got people go. fired up now. Let's go. All right. This is David Held and you're listening to News Talk 1480 WH.